Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. Bruce Budge, you have a treat today because we have a fellow Texan, and we've already talked 10 minutes before I even hit the recorder. Uh, Wendy, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate your calling and uh, having me on your podcast. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to the listeners, and then we'll get into it. Okay. Well, my name is Wendy Parnell, and I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan and have been for over 30 years. I live in Dripping Springs, Texas, just west of Austin, and I'm uh, the mother of two, I'm the author of music-inspired picture books, books that I like to say are books with heart, books with soul, books inspired by rock and roll. And my latest book is inspired by the music of Bruce Springsteen. It's called Born to Run, the Story of Johnny 99, and it was released this uh, year on the 40th anniversary of Born to Run. So, I'm looking at your website. It's wendyparnell.com, and we'll put a link in the show notes. I'm looking for the buy all button because um, <laughs> and, and we'll get to the books in a little bit because they just look so much fun. So you grew up in Texas. What kind of music you listening to as a kid? What was your family into? What did you grow up with? Oh, that's a wonderful question. I uh, grew up. My my parents were divorced. My dad mostly had the easy listening station uh, playing at his house. I'm also a big fan of, of 70s music. My mom played piano by ear, and she had uh, lots of gospel and sort of uh, music, I guess, going on mostly uh, at that house. The music, I when I first started connecting with music, it was with my oldest brother, who I would get him to tell me what he was listening to and want to listen to whatever he was into. That was, oh, what, what did he have me listening to? Uh, uh, all kinds of, mostly, I guess whatever's popular during the time, mm-hmm. uh, 70s music. I know it's not polite to ask that's okay, late that's your right. age. Uh, what age <laughs> what, when did you graduate from high school? I graduated in 85. Okay. And I was listening to whatever my brother music my brother was turning me on to. Okay. But then a friend of mine, when I was 16 years old, suggested I listen, gave me a cassette of Born to Run, and suggested I listen to it, uh, especially the title track. And we talked a lot about music, uh, this particular friend and, and myself, and I don't know if he, I think maybe he thought I would really be interested in it because of the fact that he sings about Wendy. <laughs> yes. Being my name. I don't know, but I, I remember the moment well putting that, that cassette into my Fiat Spider and the, the way I, it just changed my life. It was a life changing moment. I fell in love with that music, with that whole album. It, it was just a really a transformative experience, the way it just went deep into my soul. And it's just, I've never been the same since. It's, no other music has ever hit me like that. His music has always continued to hit me deep in, in, into my being. Hearing his music just awoke something new in you. Yes, it did. Hearing his music... I felt like I was hearing music uh, in a different way and in a new way and in a kind of for the first time ever. It it, uh, it connected me to music like I've never been connected before or had been before. 
So I've been a big Bruce fan ever since. You know, I think it's first off, I love the idea that you're in a Fiat Spider. <laughs> I just <laughs> picture that in my mind. It's very interesting the different ways people come to Bruce. And I do hear that story a lot that, you know, when they hear that music and all of a sudden it's a different, you're like, wait a minute, what what is this? So I, I totally get that and share. Once you got the you got the bug, were you looking for everything you could find at that point? So yeah, uh, that was, like I said, it was probably 83 maybe or so when I fell in love with his music and I became quite passionate about his music. And at that point, I, I started collecting anything. I collected all of his music, listened to it all the time. Then I started collecting everything I could uh, Springsteen related. By the time I went off to college, it was 85 and Born in the USA had come out. Right. And so he was back everywhere, all over every magazine and everything. And then I felt the need to collect anything and everything Springsteen related. And I already had all his music. And so then I was collecting Clarence Clemens music and the Asbury Jukes and any anybody and everybody that was connected to Bruce Springsteen. So I had um, amassed quite a, an impressive collection of Bruce Springsteen memorabilia and such when as a freshman in college, and this was in Virginia. Uh, I was going to so, ask, where did you go to school? Yeah, I went to college in Virginia. It's now called Randolph College. When I was a freshman and I had Springsteen posters on my wall and I was listening to Bruce Springsteen and I had my Backstreets magazines and I had my mountains of Springsteen stuff, which, by the way, was before the Internet. So I had yes. a massive collection slowly over a period of time when some hallmates there in the dorm called me out into the in, out of my room, asked me to come out in the hall. And I went out in the hall and they basically sat me down told me that, that they thought that I had a problem <laughs> and <laughs> that, that they were there to help. You're telling me, Wendy, that your college friends, mm -hmm. roommates, did an mm -hmm. intervention mm -hmm. about Springsteen. Yes, yes. I had a Springsteen <laughs> intervention. <laughs> that is awesome. They said, you have a problem and we're here to help. And they carted all of my Springsteen stuff out into the hall. I kid you not. I can't believe this. They brought it out into the hall in all seriousness. And they said, we're going to help you. And they took it away. They took it off my hands, all of it. I would love to see that collection now. I wonder how I even managed to allow that. But I have to be honest to say it was a bit of a relief because yes. it was costing me a fortune. Like, I guess, any addict, you just don't. You know, you just, you think you can stop, but you don't know. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you don't know. Uh, just, I just didn't see how it was ever going to stop. So they, they kind of saved me. I mean, I guess otherwise I'd have a room or two dedicated here in the house to, especially somebody as prolific as Springsteen. And, you know, yeah. I mean, it would just, where does it end? So, yeah, I had a Springsteen intervention, but I'm still very passionate, obviously, about his music. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. I get a lot of grief from, my wife, um, that I'm a little too obsessed about Bruce. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So yeah. when you talk to other people, like we yes, do this. And I, um, you know, and, and a lot of people do not understand in 2014, I was lucky enough. I saw him in the Dallas show that he did for the NCAA tournament. 
Then I drove to Nashville, saw him at the Nashville show, and then I went down to Houston and saw him. So I saw him three times in 30 days. Just so ecstatic. <laughs> Wonderful. You know, people are like, but why? And you try to explain to him, well, you have to understand a brew show is unique and that what you hear in one show, you may not hear in the next. And I stole this from a friend of mine, but the happiest place on earth is a Bruce Springsteen concert. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, and the, it is, it is you know, not Ringling Brothers, although I'm a big Ringling Brothers fan. One time yeah. we're going to be in the circus, but the Springsteen show is the greatest show on earth. Oh, and, absolutely. Um, but like we discussed before you were rolling the tape, yeah. we can't we can't gauge, I don't think it's fair to gauge one's uh, passion for Springsteen on the number of times they've seen him live because being from Texas, we don't have that opportunity. Uh, I have seen him only a mere three times. Okay. But again, I, I think that's due to the fact of, uh, it's a regional thing. And I also, you know, I grew up in a small town in Louisiana and we did not get a lot of concerts. And then when we moved to Dallas in 86, I didn't see any shows. It just worked out that I'm busy with life and right, my right, family. Right. And, right. you know, my son has something going on the same night that Bruce is playing. Right. Or we don't have right. any money. Uh, right. Well, yeah. Not only is it is yeah. the fact that you're in Texas and, you know, you know you're not, he's not playing here to the extent yeah. that he is other places and we're not from New Jersey. But, yeah, um, I'm a mom of two kids and yeah. – uh, there's all there's that life that thing that happens too, but yeah, every chance that we get, we're there, aren't we? Just right. And in 2002, uh, the Rising tour in Dallas is the first time I've saw him. Now reached 10. That's partly because Boy is now he graduated 2007 from high school and then 2012 from Stephen F. Austin, and so my wife and I you know, have a little more disposable income and we don't, I don't have that family obligation anymore. So it's a little bit easier for me to drive. And, you know, we did talk about, it isn't like we get on every tour, he comes to Dallas, he comes to Houston, he comes to Austin. Cause if it did, then it might be a little bit easier to catch more shows. Right. Right. And yeah. I, I have had people on this show that have never seen him live. Yeah. Huge fans, yeah. you know, like they live in, I've had a couple of people from Canada. They just, he doesn't go to Canada that often. They haven't had the chance. I certainly think it is not a, it is just a byproduct of your fandom, how many times you've seen them, but it isn't a gauge of how much you've done. Absolutely. When I was in New, I was in New Jersey uh, back at the end of August this year Yeah. Uh, as a guest on a radio program, the Bruce Brunch over there, mm -hmm. and they did the broadcast that I was a, a part of was uh, a live from Martell's on the Jersey Shore. And so all those in attendance were Bruce fans. Right. And, oh my gosh, it felt like a family reunion of these long lost cousins or something that, yes. because here in Texas, I just don't have, I just don't know anybody like myself and except for you now talking yeah. on the phone. <laughs> But uh, but being there, they were just everywhere. You couldn't swing a fender without hitting a Springsteen fan, and and yes. so it was really exciting to be able to visit with other people. Just it is enjoyable visiting with you who share the passion. Uh, but of course, they had all seen Springsteen. They had you know uh, yeah. sixty something times or whatever. But I I equate it to Joe Ely. Joe Ely is one of my absolute favorites. My first book is inspired by his music. It's called Must Have Not Have Got a Lot of Sleep Last Night. And Joe Ely is a Texas artist. 
And so because of that, I've seen Joe Ely the number of times that people have seen Springsteen her from New Jersey. That's sort of the, you know, how that equates. Well, I think Tony Ginger was on one of my first shows, and he cannot remember the amount of times he's seen Bruce. Okay, mm -hmm. he's you know from uh, he's from the UK, but he's traveled. That was a little weird to me. Then I thought <laughs> of uh, there's a singer songwriter that originally was in Dallas. She now lives in Austin, called Sarah Hickman. Yes, yeah, that's how we found each other. Right, and so Sarah, I cannot count the amount of times I've seen Sarah perform mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. she was back in early '87, '88. She was playing at Club Dada every Monday night. And Linda and I would get home from work, take a nap, and then get up to be at her <laughs> right. 10 o'clock show on a Monday night. Mm -hmm. And then we'd go to midnight, come home and sleep. On Equal Scary People, Sarah's first album, it says, thanks to Jesse, Linda, and the baby. Because <laughs> Linda was pregnant with Chris. So, you know, in the 27, 28 years, ties when we saw her two or three times a year. And it – so I can't remember. It has just been – and and I love – we should do a whole other episode on Sarah because – and Texas music. I just love her musical journey and the way that she cares about people and that music has been a part of Linda and I's lives. Chris and I went into a show and saw Sarah just a couple months ago where she was doing Equal Scary People all the way through, and Chris, like, knew every song. <laughs> so, like, I grew up with this music. So absolutely – yeah, put that on our list. We'll, we'll yeah. visit well, another time about Doctor Who and then another time yes. about Texas music. We may have to spend a few minutes talking the doctor. Uh, yeah, yeah. We are, we're uh, all into it over here. My kids and I have a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old. Uh -huh. My 12-year-old got my daughter, my son, who's 12, he got my daughter and I interested in it a couple years ago. And we're just, we're, we love it. And my daughter has decided she, she's in fifth grade. She's decided when she wants, she wants to grow up to be an actor. So she, she wants to be the uh, Doctor Who companion. Oh, very when cool. She grows up. So what do they think of Capaldi? Um, we all like him. We okay. all like him. Uh, but David Tennant is uh, uh, our favorite. All right. I say that until I see a Matt um, Smith episode. And then I go, oh, maybe Matt. I can't decide which doctor's my favorite. Tenet's my favorite doctor, and I love Martha. Martha is my favorite companion. But she's our favorite. No, no, I take that back. Donna Noble's our favorite. Yes. But uh, yeah. Martha's a close second time. Um, you know, it's interesting, and, and I appreciate you sharing your Doctor Who thoughts. And, you know, when people talk to me about my two fans, I was invited to go to the TARDIS. I would go to all these Springsteen shows. That's all I would do. I'd be, the doctor would just be enough, Jesse. I'm like, no, doctor. yeah, we, we need to go to Temple, Arizona, you know, Arizona in 1980. And, oh, let's, let's see him in a, the height of the Born in the USA hype. And, oh, let's go see that other band. You That's know? a perfect merging of the two, of, of our right? two passions. Those yeah. are my two passions too, Jesse. That's a well, see, you could go with me. Right, because how cool would it be to be able to time travel and go to one of those small clubs in Houston, yes. like in 72, 73, and watch them when there's only 30 or 40 people in the club? Yeah, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, and go, hey, you know, meet them and, yeah, you look like someone who's really been born to move fast. <laughs> you know, <I'm> just, <laughs> oh, be all timey-wimey. Yeah, I was looking at, I was seeing on the news about, um, I forget her name, the the photographer that just released a book. Right. Um, that, she, uh, you know, the Springsteen photos she took just like yeah. in 74, 75. 
Yeah. And, uh, and I thought, wow, how, how envious am I to, if, to, if you could go back, time travel back yes. to that time and, and, and see him as he's yeah. emerging, like on the scene like that. My, my daughter, as I told you earlier, is a, the hugest, well, she says is the biggest Doctor Who fan. Right. She's 10 years old and she wants to grow up to be a Doctor Who companion or maybe the doctor, maybe she'll be. That would, I would love a female doctor. Yeah. So, uh, and my son, who's 12, is ate up with Minecraft, and mm-hmm. his favorite is, is uh, Dan TDM, who's some a guy who out of the UK who um, does these Minecraft videos or something. Yeah. So all I need to do is go to a spring scene show in the UK, take my kids, and we can all satisfy our there, various... That, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to have to tag along. So my... my, my um... Passport is up to date, so yes, that would be a blast. You know, you I'm kind of go back to one of the things you mentioned is you don't find as many obsessed fans or even casual fans. Right. That is one of the reasons why I started this podcast. When I went to my podcast leader, Rob, I said, you know, I really feel like this could be a fun podcast. And that because I all all musicians have a fan base, but I do think, and I'm biased, there's a little bit something special about Bruce fans. Absolutely. It, it has just been so much fun talking to all these different people from different ages and different parts of the world and kind of sharing what Bruce has meant and had some people that are fighting tough medical battles mm-hmm. and using that music. And there's others, they're just, I, he just makes me happy. It just mm-hmm. makes me fun to listen to him. Uh, are there any, I, I want to get to your books, but first off, are there any albums or songs that mean a great deal to you that you have special memories or there's a story related to? You know, this uh, might sound a little um, interesting to you. I don't know. It was a discovery I, I made the other day and just thinking about my passion for Springsteen and how music, part of the appeal for music for so many people is that it takes you back, takes you back to a time, takes you back to a relationship, takes you back to an event or what have you. To and, do the tie-in, it is a TARDIS. A song can be a TARDIS. A t- song can be a TARDIS, exactly. Okay, yes. But the interesting thing I realized the other day in thinking about Bruce Springsteen is He's kind of all mine. I mean, I discovered yeah. him in my Fiat Spider by myself. I became wildly passionate about his music. Nobody went through an intervention. Nobody shared my passion. It was yeah. just me. I remember, and maybe this is why they did the intervention when I was a, <clears throat> a freshman in college and in Virginia and everybody, all my friends, we wanted to take a road trip to New York City. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one with a car. Yeah. And so I said, well, I've got the car, so you're all going to indulge me and we're going to stop, take a stop at, in Asbury Park so I can see the stone pony. And they all like moaned and groaned and, but they had no choice because I had right. the car. And so we stopped in Asbury Park. It was the middle of the afternoon and it was closed, but I, you know, was satisfied to have seen it and uh, took a picture in front of it, of but, course. <laughs> Hello. but anyway, but Springsteen's music has always really just been mine. And I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe there's some, uh, something special to it in that, it, you know, no one can take that from me. Yeah. Um, there's no sadness associated with the, maybe a relationship or a breakup or a, mm-hmm. that can change because of the changing of, you know, 
time and, and yeah. relationships. It's just, it's been, it's been, I, um, his music has been just a constant, joyful uh, uh, element to my, to my, you know, to my a life. Absolutely. Several de decades. You know, Wendy, uh, my wife uh, competed in an Ironman in Florida in November and you know, on the way home, she was. That's sleeping. impressive. Let me say. Yeah, thank wow. you. She she did very well. Um, didn't get to finish, but she got to ride in the ambulance and spend six hours in the emergency room. So. Oh my God. She calls that her uh, finishing medal. Um, Holy cow. Yeah, it's um, it's a great story, and we could talk about it later. Uh, but anyway, you know, we're driving home from Florida. You know, Linda's like you aren't tired of hearing freaking Bruce. And I'm like, I, I never get tired of hearing Bruce. I, you know, it, it stays on E street radio, unless I'm listening to the local sports station. My iPhone is filled with Bruce songs. I just, it is my companion and uh, it is just whatever I feel like, whether I'm sad or whether I'm celebrating or whether I'm trying to get pumped up or be hopeful, Bruce has a song for it. It's interesting. I mean, we are we are definitely kindred spirits um, because everything you just described is 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 how I am and and how I feel. And I do marvel at he is the one artist I cannot think of another artist that I do not tire of listening to his music. And um, and and it's, it's 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 remarkable. I think that is really remarkable. I do too. And. Every once in a while, you'll hear a game like, "Okay, well, you can only bring one artist to a desert island," you know, and right, right. and I'm like, "Well, that's easy," because right. you know, first off, and you know, some people would pick the Beatles, and I certainly uh, love Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys, and I love Sarah Hickman and and you know, Brave Combo, and and there's uh, Marsha Ball. I, I saw yeah. one of your books about it, but if it had to be one, it'd be Bruce. Now, I would be hard pressed to. And I have been asked, um, you know, well, what's your favorite song or what's your favorite album? Right. I can't do that. I just can't. It's just, you know, that it seems to vary. I, I have some that are more favorites than others. I can't. I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, but I can. He is unequivocally my favorite uh, artist. And Talk to me. Why did you decide to start writing, and why these subjects? Well, I, <clears throat> I was doing freelance graphic design before I started uh, writing these music-inspired picture books. Mm -hmm. And my kids were two and four years old when I went to go see Joey Lee at Green Hall, Green Hall, the legendary dance hall here in, in Texas. And I had seen Joe already umpteen times and, and numerous times at Green Hall. That was not a new experience. But my mind was in picture books I guess because I had um, these two kids, young kids, two and four, and I was reading picture books to them all the time. And I've always loved picture books, never outgrew them. Yeah. They've always had an appeal to me. And so my mind was in picture books, and I had begun writing them for my children, although I had not published anything. And so there I was at, at Joey Lou's show, and he's singing his high-energy hit, Must Have Not Have Got a Lot of Sleep Last Night. And the crowd is, you know, capacity crowd and their arms in the air. And 
And then later in the set, he's singing about Buddy Brown going back to bed. It's a whole different song. Yeah. And I suddenly put the two together and I thought, well, what if Buddy Brown's gone back to bed because he must have not got a lot of sleep last night? And I could picture this boy in this whole book. And and I thought, well, wouldn't that be a great way to um, to merge some passions? And I thought, well, if I can fit two Joey Lee songs into one inspired picture book, how many more could I fit into the story? Right. So it became an instant uh, challenge and that had my attention. A so, musical Tetris, so to speak. And, you yeah, know, okay. exactly. Exactly. A musical Tetris. So I, I then was curious to see if I, you know, what I could do in that regard. So my first book is inspired by Joey Lee's music. It's called Must Have Not Have Got a Lot of Sleep Last Night. I believe there's about 16 references to Joe's music in the story. Uh, some of the, like the main characters are Crazy Lemon and um, Billy the Kid. And and there's uh, Cool Rockin' Loretta with her pet pig, Roadhog. So after I did that book, as I said, I was doing freelance graphic design. And I had designed one of Marsha Ball's uh, albums, So Many Rivers. And she had become a friend and she had seen the Mustanata book. Actually, it was before publication. And she said, wow, I would love to be the subject of a book. I'd love to have a book inspired by my music. And I was so flattered by that. I thought, well, let me give it a shot. So my second book is inspired by the music of Marshall Ball. There's 35 song titles within the story. Mm. Now, for the, the, for the kids that read the book or have the books read to them, they don't know or care who Joey Lee is or Marsha Ball or Bruce Springsteen, but it's a great story and they don't need to know. Uh, but for the music fan, it's a great, unique piece of memorabilia um, and certainly fun if you have uh, children or grandchildren to read a story to. So after I did those two books, I thought, well, I've, I've created this genre uh, that I don't see any, you know, that no one else has done. Mm -hmm. uh, this And it's fun for me. So I'm going to keep going with it. Uh, so yeah. who, who, who's, who's going to be my next artist? Well, that was a no brainer. I mean, right. my favorite, it had to be Bruce. And what I find so interesting, Jesse, with these books is that the store, the songs, these song titles create the story. I really have felt like I haven't had to do a lot of work in writing these stories. They write themselves with the song titles. Yeah. And of course the born to run story of Johnny 99 book is is the main character is going to be cars. I mean, yes. it's just, you know, it just Absolutely. works. Absolutely. An informed opinion. What did you think of uh, the Outlaw Pete uh, picture book? Well, that was interesting when I uh, saw that that was going to be released because I thought that my book would be the first uh, picture book, yes. Springsteen picture book. But I, of course, had to have it. <laughs> yeah. Got to be careful though of my my addiction. I don't want another right. invention. <laughs> I always have to keep that in check, but I did uh have to buy it and it's on my coffee table. It's absolutely beautiful mm -hmm. and I do when I hear the song, I now see those pictures. So it's a beautiful book. Uh my book, my Born to Run the Story of Johnny 99, I was 5 years in the making. Wow. I started writing it uh in 2010, which everything uh, has its timing and I like to think for a yeah. reason because there's 99 references to Springsteen within the book wow. and um, most of them song titles and a lot of those didn't come about until Wrecking Ball and High Hopes. It, the book, the story was not complete and would not have been complete without mm -hmm. those so it just kind of evolved and the illustrator 
part of what took a while in the creation of the book too was finding the right illustrator. I didn't want just any illustrator. Right. And I serendipitously ran into this illustrator here in Dripping Springs who is so perfect. His art is so perfect for this book. And he used to work for DreamWorks. His name is Matt Hall. And he okay. just did an incredible job and really brought the, the story to life. It, it looks beautiful. And I guess there's um, a digital version now available, but there, you're going to do a hardcover? No, there's a hardcover version okay. available at wendyparnell.com. Okay. Hardcover version available at backstreets.com. Hardcover okay. version available at amazon.com. Okay. Uh, if you order at wendyparnell.com, I also throw in two uh, custom designed uh, guitar picks. One awesome. with an image of Johnny99 on it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can also personalize it for Christmas for anyone that wants to give it as a gift. I'd be happy to sign the book to anyone. But, and there's an ebook version available for the Kindle as, mm -hmm. well, as, for, as well as for iBooks. Oh, that is awesome. Wendy, what's, the, what's kind of the cutoff date for them to make sure they can get this under the tree for Christmas or under the menorah for Hanukkah? And whatever else politically correct thing I'm supposed to say. Yeah, 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 right. I'm sure you're forgetting uh, several of them. But yes, yeah, I am. Happy holidays to get in for the holidays. Absolutely. You know, as far as December 25th, Christmas, if you're in the United States, um, within uh, you know several days prior to that, okay. you, can, you can choose priority shipping and get it in two to three days. Nice. Um, and I think I can even, if it's ordered off my website, I can even, um, if you pay the appropriate shipping, uh, have it overnight. And then... Um, if you're, of course, Springsteen's fans are global, and yes. uh, he's got global appeal. So, if you're in Europe or elsewhere, uh, you you know, I don't, I'm not yeah. exactly sure how long it would take, but yeah. more time. Order now. Order today. Absolutely. Order <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Very but nice. But that's part of the reason I wanted to make it available as an ebook version. Yes. Uh, I think there's nothing compares to having a hardcover. And, Absolutely. Uh, but the shipping could be pretty outrageous depending upon where you live if you're a Springsteen fan and you're right. anxious to you know have a copy so so I have not been a picture book fan um kind of moved away with my son now 26 but mm -hmm. uh one of my favorite writers is Brad Meltzer and he's doing a whole series of I am books which are about ordinary people being heroes you know I am Abraham Lincoln I am oh, uh -huh. Parks and they're absolutely beautiful. I've and, seen them. They are beautiful. Yeah, and, and the whole idea is to, you know, he talked about his sons and daughters were looking up to pop stars. And unless it's Bruce Springsteen, uh, I don't know if that's the right heroes. Mm -hmm. uh, and so um, I, I guess now then uh, I'm going to have this whole collection um, because I want to get them all. I want to get Rockstar Mom. I want to get Super Luella. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Must have got a lot of sleep last night and Born to Run. So they all look wonderful. Well, and I think for this, thank you very much for that, Jesse. For the Springsteen fan, we do, as we talked about the, the fandom, and a lot of Springsteen fans are like myself. With the, you know, they have the music. Springsteen means so much to them, and they they're collectors. You want to collect, yeah, uh, your things. And of course, if you're a Springsteen fan. Nothing says it like having a Born to Run story of Johnny Nine on your coffee table. Absolutely. What a great, or, or to give as a gift. You know, you yes. want to give a unique gift to somebody, and but you don't want to, you know, uh, hit them over the head with yeah. with uh, your passion. But the Born to Run story of Johnny Nine I think is a, is a great way to show uh, your Springsteen 
um, absolutely and fandom there and if you reach out to Wendy directly on her website she's just said she'll personalize it so I, you know my friend Tom has not only done his own books but he's written and drawn some My Little Pony books and so I've seen him at conventions over the past few months they'll make you know he'll put Merry Christmas to someone on the book and you know and the mom or dad had said okay great now then they're going to get this under the tree and they're going to be just thrilled that it's personalized from the writer and artist. So same thing here. I think that would be awesome. Well, um, I appreciate your saying that, Jesse. And it, it, does, it does make a nice touch to a, to a gift when you yeah. can have it personalized. It's, it's uh, if you want to give them the river box set too. Yeah. Be, you know, go for bonus points. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, I just, uh, I just had uh, Lawrence. Or if you can't afford the box set. Yes, I was, I, I was going to talk about that. Yes. So we're, um, we're doing a whole theme of holiday gift givings uh, on these uh, podcasts. So I'm trying to take care of my Bruce fans. Yeah. Well, thanks. That's great. <laughs> so Wendy, we're going to start to wrap up, but before we go, all right. He's going to come to, t hopefully he's going to tour in 2016. And hopefully yeah, I, I hear that. Close. I hear that. That's what folks are saying. We don't know uh, any idea when or where about nope, that. No, we don't. Hopefully he's going to come somewhere to Texas. You and I can get together and have Tex-Mex before and share hugs and go to the show. What are two or three songs you want to hear him do live? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Jesse, let's see. What two? I don't know. I mean, it's not like. When he does these, you know, three and a half hour sets, you, you know, you're so satisfied. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, you, you don't, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I really can't think of. Okay. Right now, my my the songs that uh, I've been that I been cranking up. You know, I was thinking I'd love to, uh, if I came up with my own Bruce Springsteen set list that I could do, like yeah. you mentioned, E Street Radio, and they have the Be the Boss. Right. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind doing that uh, gig for a while and yeah. play. My set list and I think my set list would have to be the songs that I end up just cranking the volume of. Okay. And um a lot of those are on darkness. Okay. I just you know, I just get the hand movements going and I'm <laughs> you know, I'm sure. just singing it along. Uh such impassioned songs. Um and then there's a lot of songs on his newer albums that that um uh that are just so upbeat. Yeah. Are um, so lively. I um, I really wanted to hear Frankie fell in love, or uh, this is your sword. You know from High Hopes. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I love I'll work for your love from Magic. Yes. Um. And uh, I've never heard um, Better Days live, and that's one of my personal. Uh, I I was lucky enough to be the boss, and Better Days was one of the songs I picked. Oh, you did. How yes. cool. When did you do that? uh in april of this oh, year man. and so do you, can you send me your, your yes i can i will send you a link i will cool. send you, i'll send Very you cool. it to it um but you know one of the things i think the story of better days is that you should enjoy the journey that if you focus on i'll be happy when i become successful or when i become um you know i get a promotion then i think you're missing the journey and i think that's the message of that song so i I would really love to hear that. Um, That's interesting that you should say that because just yesterday I was listening to that song on East yes. Radio, and as we said, you don't we don't tire of his music. I've heard 
you know, I just have, you know, I'm just listening to it all the time. I feel like I've heard all of his recordings now yeah. multiple times over, uh, can sing along with m near all of them, but sure. yet you hear them in, in a new way. And mm -hmm. so I was, yesterday I was hearing better days and I, and I was hearing it, uh, in a different way mm -hmm. and it, it hit me again. And I, and I meditated on those, on his lyrics and thought again how important that is. So it's interesting that you would bring up that song because I was just uh, thinking on that just yesterday, that very same song. And I do think there is a lot of things that you could say he tells a story. And there is so much, everything I learned about life I learned from Bruce Springsteen mm -hmm. would be a pretty good book. Wendy, where can someone reach you if they want to give you feedback? I, we've already talked about the website, but why don't you give it again and your Twitter handle? Sure. Uh, it's wendyparnell.com. That's W-E-N-D-Y, just as in Born to Run. Parnell, P-A-R-N-E-L-L, wendyparnell.com, and I can be reached there. There's a contact page. I think my Twitter is at wendyparnell.com. I think uh, it is. Uh, I've been trying to get Wendy Parnell. There's somebody that has Wendy Parnell that doesn't seem to be using it. That's why I sound so uncertain. And, and quite frankly, I don't, I'm uh, new to the tweeting thing. Okay. Uh, I need, I need to kind of up my game there, I guess. <laughs> no problem. So maybe if there you have a listener that wants to, uh, you know, help me out in figuring out, you know, how to help tweet. Them. That would be good. Oh, All right. Thank you so good. much. I, I appreciate you being on so much. And I, and, and let's stay in touch. I'm, okay. uh, I am hoping that we will get to meet soon and, especially at a Springsteen show here in Texas. Absolutely. Um, so, and you're in Dallas, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So there we go. Listener, if you want to be on the podcast and talk about Bruce and all that implies, please send an email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. We do have a Facebook page and a Twitter account at setlustingbruce. Please check that out. We'd also appreciate you going to iTunes to rate and review us. This helps new listeners find us. Wendy... It has been awesome. I am going to resist quoting Born to Run and using the Wendy. So instead, I'm going to say uh, you have a very – Mary and Wendy are the two, you know, classic Springsteen uh, names, right? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, but instead, I'm going to end with now a life of leisure and pirate's treasure don't make much for tragedy. But it's a sad man, my friend, who's living in his own skin and can't stand the company. Every fool's got a reason for feeling sorry for himself and turning his heart to stone. Tonight, this fool's halfway to heaven and just a mile out of hell, and I feel like I'm coming home. Thanks, Bruce Buds. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.